Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk. Are live in Grant Thornton's headquarters here in the Docklands in Dublin. It is Wednesday, the 28th of September at 6.31, and it's post budget day. Coming up in today's show, we'll be talking to a series of experts from Grant Thornton about the government announced measures, which amount to 11 billion euros in supports and credits to get companies and consumers through this winter. We'll also have the markets and that meltdown in confidence in the UK. You can text us with your thoughts, 53106 at a cost of 30 cents or you can email us, business at newstalk.com. But first, let's have a look at the main business stories in the newspapers and websites. And because we are speaking about the budget so much this morning, I will focus on other business stories in the papers. Gordon Deegan in the Irish Independent says that new accounts filed by Stripe Payments International Holdings showed that the online payments business enjoyed a $896 million increase in revenues, rising from $1.4 billion to $2.3 billion last year. The firm is the holding company for Stripe sales in the European, in Europe, Middle East and Africa region. And pre-tax losses reduced sharply at the Stripe unit, declining by 84% to $22 million. The directors uh, describe Stripe as an Irish-American technology group, the state that and state that uh, at, at Stripe Payments International Holdings, turnover and the associated cost of sales have increased due to growth in business from existing users, expansion into new markets, launching new products in the region, and an increase in user adoption in existing markets. They state that in addition, the increase in cost of sales is also driven by research and development costs. Founded in 2010 by Patrick and John Collison, Stripe was first declared a unicorn or privately owned company that is worth more than $1 billion, and that was in 2014. Laura Slattery in the Irish Times says that Media House Ireland, the publisher of independent newspapers, is to close its last remaining print site located in Newry, County Down. Printing of the Irish Independent and Sunday Independent national titles, as well as a number of regional newspapers, will transfer to the Irish Times printing plant in City West Dublin from January under the new deal between the two companies. All future printing requirements at Media House will move to either the Irish Times Group or other third-party service providers. The Financial Times writes about the meltdown on the markets towards the UK. It says that the UK government loosening of fiscal policy, quote, will require a significant monetary response, according to the Bank of England's chief economist, Hugh Pill, who said pushing expectations for interest rates sharply higher, while the Chancellor, Kwasi Kwarteng, sought to reassure top bankers amid market turmoil. Traders are now betting on a wave of interest rate hikes in the coming months following Mr Pill's comments. Futures markets imply interest rates in the UK are forecast to nearly treble to 6.25% from May, from 2.25% at the moment. Speaking a day after sterling hit an all-time low against the dollar, Mr Pill said that the Monetary Policy Committee was certainly not indifferent to the sell-off in the pound and the market for UK bonds known as gilts. The declines were sparked by Mr Quarteng's announcement last week of big unfunded tax cuts. And we will be speaking to Des Lawrence about that a little bit later in the programme. So the time now is 6.34. I didn't cover the budget in the newspaper review simply because it is the biggest story of the day with all the major Irish papers. 11 billion euros makes the budget announced yesterday by the coalition the biggest ever spending splurge since the foundation of the state. It happens, as Charles Dickens would say, amid the best of times and the worst of times. 
The Irish state has never been in ruder financial health thanks to surging corporation tax receipts and income taxes. But at the same time, households have been squeezed suddenly and radically by an energy and inflation shock. Joining me now are two experts from the consultants Grant Thornton here in Dublin's Docklands to take us through the major announcements in yesterday's budget and what it means for companies and consumers. Good morning to Andrew Webb, the Chief Economist at Grant Thornton. Morning. Good morning to Sarah Meredith, a Tax Director here at Grant Thornton. Good morning to you both. Morning, Joe. Uh, Now, can I start with you, um, Andrew, with the big picture 50 billion euro in tax receipts last year, up 25%, 10 billion euro in a single year. Astronomical. Yeah, brilliant, fantastic performance. And I suppose it's, it's, it's right to reflect on how we've got here. And, and the economy did power out of, of the various lockdowns that we were in. And, and at a far quicker pace. A very quick pace and part of the inflationary story that no doubt we'll get into because it's it's so prevalent in, in everything we're going to see over the next number of months. That started last summer with the release of all that pent-up demand and, and factories ramping back up and consumers really getting back into the market. Uh, you know, the supply and demand gaps there. Um, but on the plus side... VAT receipts, income tax receipts, corporation tax receipts, all real, performing really strongly. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's filled the coffers. It's, it's brought us to a point where the ministers then had money to play with as, as we came into this cost of living budget. Which every politician loves. Absolutely. Who, who wouldn't love being able to splash the cash? We'll talk a bit about that in a moment, Andrew. But were you a little bit worried when Pascal Dunhue, the Minister of Finance, said yesterday that he expects growth to fall? I don't want to use the word collapse. I use it lightly. Fall to 1.25% next year from 7%. That sounds like a big dip to me. It's a big dip. And, you know, there, there's a, a range of scenarios in all the various papers that we've seen over the last 24, 48 hours there, you know, with more severe uh, projections in there in different scenarios. Mm-hmm. Um, this quarter, it does look like there's going to be a decline. Just looking through the quarterly figures, mm-hmm. it looks like there's uh, sort of minus 2% potentially mm-hmm. uh, and then coming back at the end of the year. So a bumpy ride coming up. And Do you that, think we will technically avoid a recession, i.e. two quarters dipping in a row? I think so. Um, and the projections would, would back that up. I think the big concerns are that the consumer confidence is so low and the consumer is such an important part of, of our economic performance. But business sentiment hasn't tracked yes, as low that's as that. Interesting. So. And employment hasn't dipped. No. Unemployment hasn't risen. So that picture looks continuously rosy. The labour market has, has been a real bright spot for for a very long time and, and, and part of the 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 income tax receipts reflects that the labour market has been so strong. So we do have record employment. Let's bring in Sarah Meredith, the tax director, in relation to employment, PRSI. Over the last week or so, there's been a lot of flagged information about PRSI. Um, I don't know whether they ran it up the flagpole to see whether it would fly. They kind of hinted at raising PRSI for employers, which a lot of our audience would be interested in or worried by. It didn't come out yesterday, Sarah. Correct, Joe. There were no changes in the PRSI side. 
and there had been calls, as you say, for um, employee PRSI to, to take up a little bit because it's an easy ta- tax take. Um, but that didn't come through. And equally, in previous budgets, we've seen employers PRSI move up a little bit and that has stayed constant. Mm. Um, and I think it is important to talk about the income tax rates. Like we are a really progressive system in terms of the level we come in. We've marginal rates of 52% and 55%. Mm-hmm. So any increase to that is, I think it's an impediment to the employment market in terms mm-hmm. of attracting executives and the FDI into Ireland. So Especially I, if they're earning, you know, decent amounts of money and it, it can be a, a dissuasive uh, element. Indeed, yeah. So I do think it's a positive that we haven't seen an increase in the marginal tax rate. And actually, we would like to see some signalling by the government of moving the 52% headline rate down a little bit in the future to support um, So when you say 52, you mean the income tax, You then you add the universal social charge, PRSI, it all adds up to a top rate of over half. Indeed, yeah, half. So uh, it's, a, that's, it's a lot to give back to the exchequer. And yet, yeah. there was one. There was there was an interesting thing. That the uh, the chancellor, the chancellor, the minister for finance said that employers could give the employees up to a thousand euro each in vouchers. Yeah, so that and that that wouldn't be taxed. Yeah, that's a tax free benefit. The famous Christmas vouchers, Joe. Yeah. Um, so they were previously five hundred one voucher per year. Yeah. And that's now moving to, to one thousand per year, and it can be spread over two vouchers. So there is a window for employers to give an extra voucher before year end. What did you make of the rising uh, of the tax band up to oh, forty thousand euro? I before you start paying um, the top rate of income tax at 40%. Uh, it's it's going from 36,000 odd to 40,000. Yeah. And to be honest, like when you look at the overall package of 11 billion, the tax element was very much dwarfed by the spending. And within that tax element of the budget, nearly all of it was allocated. That moves the 36,800 to 40,000 for mm-hmm. singles and prorated for married um, couples. Um, so it was, that's where the money was spent, I suppose, in terms of the income tax reliefs. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think, you know, it's reflective of inflation and I think it is a positive move, albeit it won't benefit some of the lower earners. When you look, step back and look at the tax take, like most of the income tax is driven by the top earners. So, yeah. you know, it's giving a the bit of a The 80-20 rule, as it were. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And of course, yeah. a lot of people would say that over the last decade, there's been fiscal drag, Sarah i.e. that people have been dragged into the top rate of tax by, by, by not changing the like, thresholds. That's exactly it. Like we're so progressive when you look at Ireland compared to the other European jurisdictions. Especially the UK. In, yeah, uh, we come into that top rate really, Very really early. early. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we do. Stay, think, yeah, stay with us, both of you, please. Uh, well, we take a quick break. So we're talking to Andrew Webb and to Sarah Meredith from Grant Thornton. We'll take a quick break. Back more on the budget after this. Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk. Now, welcome back to this special budget programme. We're being hosted here in the Docklands by Grant Thornton. And I'm joined by Andrew Webb, the Chief Economist at Grant Thornton, and Sarah Meredith, the Tax Director at Grant Thornton. Thanks for staying with us both. Can I come to you, Sarah, uh, about uh, the, um, the benefits or the energy supports being provided to companies announced in yesterday's budget quite significant yeah i think it is joe and it's in some ways akin to the covid reliefs that we had during the pandemic so the minister announced a temporary business energy support scheme yesterday really trying to provide assistances to businesses with the surging energy costs 
It's available to trading businesses where they experience a significant increase in their gas and electricity costs. And the way it will work is you compare your 2022 costs to the previous year. And if your average unit price is over 50%, you're eligible for relief. And the support then is operated by, um, it's computed 40% of your increase in bills, subject to a cap of €10,000 per trade. It's going to be self-assessed, similar to those COVID reliefs, and to be administered by revenue. So I think it is a really welcome change. It'll help a lot of small businesses, you know, that are struggling to stay viable and, you know, commercially feasible. And yet they only will support 40%. So some of the 60% will need to be swallowed up by uh, companies, especially those small companies that you're talking about. Yeah, no, that's correct. But I think, you know, they adopted, it was a prudent approach and it was a costed approach that they brought in. So I think it definitely does help, you know, and I think another important um, feature will be, you know, the trajectory of the energy prices, like, will they go further? Will they come down, you know, a little bit? So I think that'll be important, you know, to to when you're assessing how um, beneficial the relief is. But I definitely think it is a positive and you know, there is some support out there. Yeah, and we, we've had uh, um, businesses on the show recently that said they're going to consider closing their company, their business for one or two days a week, simply because the energy costs have got so crazy. So it'd be interesting to see whether what was announced yesterday reverses those plans, if you know what I mean. Can yeah. I come to you about R&D tax credit, also announced yesterday uh, by the Minister for Finance. Yes, yeah, so the R&D tax credit's been a really key lever in the Irish economy in terms of attracting in foreign direct investment and kind of the high value add jobs, the R&D activities and functions. And I think it's been really beneficial actually in, you know, driving those corporate tax receipts we spoke about earlier. And there was a really important change brought in yesterday. So essentially, as we bring in the OECD changes in Pillar 2 and move to a minimum tax rate of 15%, it was really important for the Minister to tweak the way the R&D tax credit operates and is worded. And he's done that to mean it is he's essentially preserving the benefit of the credit and it will now be compliant with the Pillar 2 rules. So I think it's a really positive message. When you say Pillar 2 rules, what do you mean? So Pillar 2 is the move to the minimum tax rate of 15% yep. under the OECD changes. Which which Pascal himself haggled with uh, Janet Yellen over the past. Yeah, but past. did exceed. Yeah. And just one other small change in the R&D tax credit. So there's also expedited refunds for SMEs whereby they can access their cash earlier, which mm. again is really positive, you know, coming back to those cash flow issues spoken about. Yeah, so a lot of small companies listening to this programme will be interested in that. And that comes into force from January, I'm guessing. Yeah, from the start of next year. Okay. Um, Can I talk to you, uh, Andrew, please, um, about the FDI sector and Ireland's dependence on it? Again, it was referenced by Pascal Donoghue uh, about how much corporation tax receipts uh, are important to the country, but it raises the question of over-dependence. And uh, he's talking about a rainy day fund for these super normal profits. Yeah, I think that, again, prudence is a word we often use in in budgets, um, particularly in in this jurisdiction, maybe not in some other nearby jurisdictions. (laughs) And I think think that, you know, this budget, again, even with the energy uh, supports, there there was, you know, certainty for the government in that it's costed. But, you know, other other places have capped the price and that provides more certainty to business and consumers. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I mean, I think the overarching position of the ministers is that, you know, Consistency and uncertainty and, and costing things through, and that, that because you know corporation tax is is 
you have a massive amount of money, more than twenty billion, but could go. You know, it it, it can it can it's volatile. Yeah. So it could you know it could fluctuate pretty dramatically and and rapidly. So I think again that that prudence that they they put some away because you don't know just how to project that mm-hmm. corporation tax um, as consistently as say income tax. So they've got to set aside two billion this year and four billion next year yeah. for this you know new rainy day fund. Um, what I always say is. Uh, what's preventing future governments that haven't yet been elected dipping into that and say, well, it's now raining in our opinion, in our political opinion, it's now raining, so we'll dip into that money. I mean, yeah, there, there's been plenty of, of rain in the last number of years. <laughs> We've had Brexit, COVID, now, you know, the current And then the financial crisis, so, which is only 12 years ago. Yeah, so I suppose that the, you, the government of today thinks, okay, let's be, let's be prudent and let's make sure there is money because, you know, Remember where we were a decade or so ago, where yeah. you know, very different context coming yeah. into a, a crisis in bad shape. We've come into you know each of the last three or four budgets, we've come in in good shape financially, and so you know there's there's a real logic and a, a sense of of doing the right thing for that future. Now, if if other governments are a bit more with that and and you know, throw that money around, that's that's on them. But it, it wouldn't be a good look. Um, is there a small risk that this budget and the measures in it could actually be inflationary in itself that was a, that's the balance of this budget is that they they have had to do something on cost of living because mm-hmm. you know as, as consumers and businesses people are really struggling with you know the increase in energy costs and, and food inflation and, and on all of that uh, but if you inject 11 billion in the economy there it's going to have an impact it's going to have an it's, impact you're yeah. not, it's not like dropping a pebble into into a giant lake you know no it's not but uh, the you know the tightening monetary policy and the interest rates that are that are in, interest rate increases that are coming down the tracks mm. you know maybe applying some brakes on that so very mixed picture at the minute. Breakfast business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk.